0: Welcome to the Green Divas Radio Show. Host Green Diva Meg and sidekick Green Dude Scott share resources and ideas for green living as they explore fun and low stress ways to live a deeper shade of green. And now, your hosts, Green Diva Meg and Green Dude Scott. Yeah, I, I still think I need like green tights and a mask for this sidekick thing. I don't know. Yeah, your mic's not on. I sabotaged your Mac, mic. Yeah, I know. Sorry. There so, I am. I'm So sorry.
1: Welcome everyone to the Green Divas Radio. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we keeping something's <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is radio, Doug. Who cares? <laughs>
1: keeping Uncle Buggy's mic turned off. No, sorry. Um, yeah, you know, I was actually pra- Thank God the mic was off because I was practicing my Scottish brogue, having listened to the little spot before.
0: It's Cinco de Mayo.
1: I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, where did the Scotch. I'm having, where did I'm that having that come a multicultural <laughs> moment here. Wow. Well, we it's nice to have Scotty back in the studio. Barbara Taylor did an awesome job last week, but we missed you, Green Dude. Yeah, I, I heard about it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you heard about it.
0: I'm spread thin. What can I tell you?
1: Yeah, well, you better be careful because Barbara did a good job. Oh, well, that's fine. She I'm should. Just teasing.
0: Oh, I don't mind. I'll share.
1: Yeah, you share.
0: The spotlight.
1: Yeah, well, tonight, Lee, uh, G, Gd Green Diva Lisa is going to call in from Austin, Texas, again. Oh, look, she's on.
0: <laughs> you can, hi 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 Gd. You can put Uncle Lisa. Buggy's
1: microphone on. I was just kidding.
0: Hi Pizza. Pizza.
1: <laughs> Who's that? Oh, Lisa. Lisa Pizza. Pizza.
2: Lisa. Pizza. Oh, where did that?
0: Is that a sibling thing?
1: Yes, it is. So we'll go past that. With hey, we were having we were, we were right past that. Were we having fun or what with, like, you know, old fashioned weaponry outside?
0: Oh, the slingshot. The
1: slingshot and seed bombs. That, but, uh, company, putting
2: bird food in the road for the birds is just. Well, wrong. we
1: weren't trying to put it in the road, but you guys were a little overzealous. Listen, this company. We're Green, never
0: Green overzealous.
1: This company, Green Aid, came up with this idea for seed bombs to help kind of, especially in urban areas where it's just kind of gray and a lot of parking lots and empty lots, take your little seed bombs, and they actually have vending machines, and they and they do regionally specific seeds and clay.
0: Vending machines.
1: And you take your little thing and you wing it there into an area that looks like it needs a little color, a little green.
2: They could use one of those on the highline
1: I know. And uh, that's, that's true. So anyway... Um, I just think it's one of the most awesome things, and I have to get you that that website. But <laughs> having fun with seed bombs—it's Green Aid. I'll will find the uh, website while we're yakking later. So anyway, I'll post pictures of us all playing with the uh, slingshot and whatnot. Surprise. So Surprise. To, you know, keep well, in keeping with—we're sort of in that. Uh, Seed, planting, spring, gardening. Spring is sprung. Right? The
0: grass is raised.
1: I, I, I'm like out in the garden. I
0: wonder where the birdies is.
1: I'm kind of... <laughs> I, I was in my garden last week kind of inventorying the damage. Something, something ripped up my favorite rose garden that my kids gave me for Mother's Day. Speaking of
2: Mother's Day. From last year?
1: No, a couple of years ago. But it was this beautiful rose bush with these white, smelly, delicious roses and some... Something ripped it up. Well, what do Sounds you like a neighbor. No, 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 I don't know what it was. We, we have know, a lot of critters. We know your
0: neighbors love you. We know that.
1: I know, I, I know. know. So anyway, in that keeping with that, tonight's guest is going to be Susan Reed, but she likes to be called Sue. That's um, She's the author of Energy Wise Landscape Design, which I think is something we, we can all think about in terms of how we use passive solar, and you were talking about passive wind and shade and... All that stuff. And what it's about
2: riparian buffers? Is that part of the program? What is that? Well, waterside buffer planting. Well, she definitely
1: has a lot of water conservation and water to be mindful of the use of water and how it uses, where it goes, all that stuff and what you put in it. You yeah, know.
2: There's a big project going on in Mount Lakes now to, to replant an area to have appropriate plantings there that eventually will take care of themselves to keep the geese from leaving the lake and coming up on people uh, again properties.
0: really what's that going to cost
1: <clears throat> keep the geese in the water
2: hey more than 2% hey. <laughs> it's a centennial it's a centennial
0: legacy how is it a centennial never mind to keep the All geese right, we're not going to get into budget the debates no 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 no. Lex is wrong no, again let me let me we're let we're go tired, off
1: man. on a tangent here for a minute and you guys can take a break i want to just mention our online media partners because Really, they, they we, we've got a couple of new ones, but the ones we have have been working hard to promote the show, and we want you to make make sure you check them out. And that's care2.com, eatdrinkbetter.com, ecoseed.org, and one of my new favorites uh, that we're just starting on is elephantjournal.com. What a fun, fun, funky website and sort of news news journal online uh feelgoodstyle.com and one of my favorites grateful dread and i said that right grateful dread public radio really neat woman in summit new jersey
0: explain that please
1: grateful dreadradio.net yes yeah is is she is um actually rebroadcasting the show two days a week two times a week sunday at 7am tuesday at 9am so
0: therefore we love her
1: we love her. We love her. She's really been supportive. And I did, now,
0: somebody did tell me that we were being rebroadcast, and I guess maybe that was her.
1: We are. That's yeah. wonderful. And that's Grateful Dread Radio. And she does a fun um, summit peace newsletter. And we're in that from time to time. And, sh- and she's really got some cool stuff. So go to Dreadradio.net. Then, last but not least, the Sierra Club GreenHome.com, which is really kind of fun. Sierra Club's a big deal, and there's a lovely woman who runs um, green the Green Home aspect of it there, Jennifer, and um, so she's going to come on the show, and, but they're going to they're going to host the show soon. So, anyway, I, I, I'm done. I just wanted to give a shout out to all our wonderful online media partners who are helping us get the podcast. Yeah, you
0: can link you can link them on our site and look for their sites you know, yeah. if you want to go there on each of them individually. Oh, oh, and you, you can find us. Our on site?
1: Sites. Our site? Our site. All right. Say it TheGreenDivas.com. T H E, GreenDivas.com. I know. It's all I could get. Somebody the. had GreenDivas.com.
0: Well. There's Don't a lot get me of there's a
1: lot of imitators out there. It's flattering, and what are you going to do? But they, they got that before me.
0: So, so, so what's going on? Oh in my Jersey. gosh!
1: Look at the list. Look at the list of stuff going on. I know. I'm
0: cross-eyed looking at the list. So we were we were doing seed bombs before, which I think needs a little further explanation. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So here you go. What they do is they take, and it's usually regional wildflowers. So, well,
0: it's very important that they're regional. Well, really I think is. so. I think well, they're
1: trying to really promote um, regional planting. And there, are,
0: there are serious issues with with you know non-regional you know weeds coming in. Invasive, they might be flower invasives, right? Thank you, Douglas. Uh, Glad to help. Yeah, um, actually, creating quite a problem because if uh, and I, and I can't I can't recall there's a, even a local issue where they're having to spray chemicals on an invasive. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Uh,
1: <laughs> invasive. <laughs> Invasive, yeah, he uh,
0: invasive species. Like, yeah. Well, there, there are some weeds that that just overtake an area and they become a problem. So it is it is good that they're. So wildflower.
1: check out our north northeast wildflower mix. Is June grass perennial lupine, which is nice, annual. Oh my god, I can't pronounce it. Um, Spell it. Well, they have Coriopsis in here, gay feather. I wonder what, what that is. <laughs> Eastern <laughs> doesn't know. sound right. Eastern columbine, which it's is beautiful. Really butterfly milkweed, golden alexander. Uh, see now,
0: milkweed's a problem.
1: And smooth aster. Golden alexander smooth? and smooth aster. Anyway, bombs away. It's greenaid.co.co.
0: Okay, so now, let's, let's explain the seed okay, bombs. Here. Basically what they are, they're in clay. Is that? Yeah, is so that it's, it's a
1: little thing, It's like the that is smaller is than a golf ball.
0: Correct. And but which basically breaks apart, it's and even a, if it doesn't, like you said, yeah. it will it, you know, if, if it lands Once on soft Once it starts spot, to rain, it rains, it breaks apart, and seeds and feeds itself, and creates a little area of local wildflowers.
1: Well, and it's, it's I just love the idea. It's got that kind of rebellious, kind of fun. Yeah, you get a bag
0: of them and just bomb. drive
1: along the highway, a
2: and whip it them. breaks apart immediately. <laughs> what? If you hit a tree; it blows apart. Yes. Well, you know, that, that Doug found, found out
1: because Doug, Doug's went like right into the road, and it just like poof. You know, yes, just all pulled. the birds it followed, it.
2: followed it, and then a bus came, and yeah. I don't want to take it. <laughs> yeah, no. A bus full of small children. Here By we? the way, it was Lanceleave Coryopsis.
1: I got the Coryopsis part. All
2: right, you did Lanceleave. That's the one you.
1: No, you,
0: you had ob- with Lance Above life?
1: that, no, above that. Oh, okay. Say the one above it.
0: Oh. Op- yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> see. Annual. Uh oh.
1: You think? Maybe. That's
2: close that enough a tough one. One. for me. Right. Sounds French. Oh, I don't get Sounds to see it? French. Oh, see let it? me see it. I mean, All right. Don't right. you
1: well, like I their mean, logo? It's like Charles a green White's. kind of nice grenade, you. you know. I mean, I'm a peacenik, but this, if you're going to, you know,
2: <laughs> I like oh, the idea. Oh, the bell. Oh, Doug with the bell. It doesn't mean anything. Coreopsis.
1: But they sent out this Coreopsis. really cool little bag.
0: Enough. French. All right,
1: boys. I love that they sent out this little bag full of these things with the wooden. Did you see? Well, I'm going to have to show pictures.
0: Glardia? No, no. You're, you're you're giving you're you're ruining it.
1: Of my uh, what do you call this thing again? The, the slingshot. Slingshot. Really? I can't. Like, Were you think deprived of that. in your youth? Yeah. yeah I, well.
0: Gelardia. Anybody? Were you know? deprived of a slingsho- slingshot in your youth? I was a tomboy, I, I but a I don't feeling.
1: remember having a slingshot.
0: Really? Then you weren't a tomboy.
1: Doug says Fired. no. I did not have one.
2: I had an air rifle, which actually would be an another air way to <laughs> you put your eye out with it. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it in the mud and you can shoot pellets. Well, I was Crazy. thinking that they, oh they kind
1: of landed and and exploded a little bit. like And it reminded me of um, paintballs, kind of. You probably could well, do it with
0: a paintball. Yeah, 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 balls, balls. I
1: think they're hurt more than paintballs. Well, though.
0: you don't throw them at people.
1: Yeah, you were aiming at us.
0: Oh, well, that was funny, but it was that empty was at the funny. time.
2: Okay.
1: You
0: screamed like a girl. Oh, wait I, a minute. You are a girl.
1: Yeah, I was hiding behind you who was screaming like a girl, did, actually. Jesse, did
0: you get that on <laughs> camera? <laughs> no you didn't it and was, was funny, funny because i moment. turned toward the building and everybody scattered but i know it was empty i wasn't gonna throw one at you
1: so Please. keeping the theme of seeds in mind you know have you ever used mrs meyer's clean day products mrs meyer's products
0: i use berkeley clean
2: i imagine you well to that's right we have to talk that. about
1: that but um mrs meyer's stuff is so go- i love mrs meyer's and um i don't know who she is but you know that's the name of the brand and oscar's it, mom it's nice, clean, non-toxic, very, very good cleaning products. But they're doing a seed giveaway thing. And they've got this kind of this celebrated green, happy home inside and out by using good, clean scents, Mrs. Myers. They're doing a garden fresh tour. And uh, I know they're going to be in Boston and San Francisco. And they're giving away seed packets. And if you order on the website, all right. So you got to go to mrsmyers.com dot backslash garden tags. You know, it's just it's all everybody's giving away seeds right now, right? Well, Same everybody as well. So you were taught You mentioned uh, the other cleaning products, which I, uh, Scott oh, walked in perfect. with this bag full of goodies from. Whip me. it out.
3: Whip it out.
0: Whip it out.
1: Oh my God! It's it's so. I heavy. met
0: a wonderful couple up in up in Connecticut, and it was just. Happenstance, perchance, per as chance. it were. Oh, perchance. Uh, people that they didn't that, see
2: your t-shirt.
0: T-shirt. Oh, stop. Green diva's t-shirt. No, I, she won't. Meg won't give me one. But they're on the <laughs> website for sale. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. Right, but no. um, w- it was not um, a meeting, it, was not, it wasn't arranged to be a green diva or, or sustainable living type meeting. But um, I was speaking with them, and, they s- and it, the subject came up of the radio show, and they. For both floored at the fact that hey this is what we do
1: yeah that's exciting
0: and uh, well Meg has the folder you can tell tell us a little bit more about uh, Berkeley Green well Brothers. Berkeley
1: Green is EPI recognized for safer green chemistry and they're very supportive of the Susan G they're very looks like they're very connected to the Susan G Komen uh, Foundation for oh, yes, breast are, cancer like, sure um, which is nice because I think there's been a lot of evidence that women Maybe getting more cancers because of all of the chemicals and cleaning products that we have traditionally, you right. know, got involved with. If you, if you remember,
0: a couple of shows ago, we discussed the fact that there are some 3,000 chemicals in the products that we use, and only 500 have been tested by the FDA.
1: So we're going to have to check out this Berkeley Green. That's Berkeley, B-E-R-K-L-E-Y, green.com. Right. And, and we will, but I'm we really will very ex-
0: shortly arrange a uh, interview with uh, Sherry Berkeley. Well,
1: yeah, the founder, because, um, you sure know. What are what you guys got going on over there? We're shooting things with Oh, my God. They're more. Bombs. See, give boys a slingshot and I'll see <laughs> give all Give Hell boys Rex a slingshot <laughs> and
0: we're all in trouble.
1: Oh, my God. Hey, and Jesse's cool too glasses. cool for This is cool <laughs> glasses, <I know>. Jesse. <laughs> Wait,
2: get the camera the out. The sun is right
0: in her eyes. Hey, you you turned yeah. off my mic, didn't you? I don't blame you.
1: <laughs> that's funny. Well, I tell
0: you, sun in her eyes is, is something we need to talk about because um, one of our interviews, or our interview tonight.
1: Jesse, look over at me. Uh, we're going to be. Because that's too cute. <laughs> Wait a minute! It came out fuzzy. I gotta take another one. Try I tell again.
0: you, for for those of you who haven't checked out our website, okay. Silent Jesse.
1: Silent Jesse's
0: she's a cutie. She's a cutie. All right, so uh, Sue Reed, who we're going to be uh, interviewing later on tonight, talking about sun.
1: I think at least on the phone is she. Oh okay. Oh,
0: our, oh geez. All right, Aunt real Lisa. quick, <laughs> we're going to talk about how I the sun shines in your house green and diva, your Lisa. landscaping. Hello. Lisa.
1: Hey, Green Diva. Hi, how are
3: oh,
0: okay. you? Whoa,
1: we're good.
0: How'd did you, you do hear? That? Did you, know... you hear
1: Doug call
3: you pizza before? Yes, she I didn't. did. And the the, whole, the full expression was Lisa pizza 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 pie. Something rather in, in your, your eye. eye. Yeah,
1: I remember.
2: Oh, that. I never said that.
3: You used to
1: say Lisa <laughs> well, pizza pizza, pizza pie. Well, anyway, you <laughs> loved hopefully. it. So when are you
3: coming back? I don't know. I, I'm working on it. All I right. just moved into a new place,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: I'm with my great friends, Mike and Janet. And um, that's been fun. It's been fun nesting. I've had a good time doing that. Um, but I'm eager to, to come up and see you all as well.
2: Yeah. That's some great y'all. cleaning products for you you can use in your new day. Yeah, i
3: apparently. Got... Speaking of cleaning products, really, vinegar is probably one of your best cleaning products.
2: And I love yeah, not so,
3: white vinegar no,
2: this when I well. worked
3: at the food co-op one of the things the and this is got. a great um, yeah. my, one of the things I want to talk about today is repurposing things and of course people know about all the you know, that, that using vinegars um, can be done in very many different ways and, and two of the ways that we used to use them in the food co-op were we used to um, wipe vinegar down on all our cutting boards and right. all of that and that would disinfect and then also, when, if you have a piece of cheese in the freezer, in the refrigerator, and it has a little bit of mold on it, just cut that mold off, and then wipe the cheese down with vinegar, and the smell will go away right away, but it'll also kill any, any mold spores that are might be you No around. kidding. That's good to know. So you can extend that cheese that looks a little funky in the fridge.
1: <laughs> well, that's good to know, because we're always extending, wanting to extend our funky, moldy cheese.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I have a few other true. fun tips. I have a few other fun tips to talk about today too. Keep going. I'm I'm on this quest for repurposing things. I am so interested in it, and I just want to start to ask maybe our listeners to write in and tell us about some of the ways that they repurpose things. Of course, you know, down here we've got the repurposing of RVs to um, mobile food trailers, uh, but even small things like. You know the um, the angel food cake pan that you have. Everybody has yeah. in their in their um, and how often do you make angel food cake yeah. or even bundt cake. You could use a bundt cake um, pan as well. If you want to shear off the kernels on a corn on a corn cob, stick the turn the oh, stick yeah. the corn cob in the center piece that sticks up and it holds it nice for you and you can just slice off the corn kernels and they drop into the 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 pan for you so they're easy to collect after you've cut them off.
1: I know exactly, Joe. It's Scott has this look on his face. <laughs> He's like, what is she talking
0: about? Do you really need to go yeah. that far to get the kernels off the corn?
1: Well, I can well, see how a, easy it is. It's really
3: it's very difficult when you when you stand a piece of corn up on a plate to do that. Um, you know, the pointy end. Oh, is, yeah precarious and if you want to get the best of the corn, um, you know it's kind of sometimes you miss because you worry about it slips it or whatever, and it just it holds it nice and sturdy. You can get the best of the corn off. Well, you know what? He's
1: probably never baked a bundt cake or an angel food cake, so angel food cake, so he doesn't know about I, right? the center cone thing in the middle no, with the hole no, in it. No,
0: I do. I don't want corn in my angel food cake.
1: That's so sad. And yeah, well, why would it be sad? Cute.
0: Who wants corn in their angel food cake?
1: I do. You don't make
3: all angel right. food cake with well, come it. Come on, oh, Scott. <laughs> being a poo, isn't <laughs> it? Come on, dude. All right. So, okay, here's another one. So um, <laughs> when on you're all. having a cocktail party or you're having lemonade, serving lemonade or whatever, instead of just throwing your ice in an ice bucket, take a colander and sit it on top of an ice bucket or a bowl and the water will constantly drain out, so you don't end up putting your hands in a pool of water while you're trying to get your um, your ice. Damn, so that's smart. It's a nice handy way to um, keep your waterless, keep your ice waterless. Right. So yeah, because
1: <laughs> once it gets really watery, nobody's reaching their hand in there.
2: Yeah, but then us guys can't clean our hands off.
3: Oh, that's so Hold on a second. On a second. very. <laughs> voice, Where do you come voice, up with voice. this clever uh, stuff? I, you know,
0: I got to be nice. I'm so, going to sit here yeah.
3: quietly. It's water, ice. It's, it's nice He's a better me man. Than okay, I. here's one. It's here's inevitable. another one. Isn't
0: it? <laughs> isn't it especially in Texas? I think water becoming ice, or I'm sorry, ice becoming water, is inevitable, isn't it? No. Yeah, but she's 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 yeah.
1: extending the possible range of the ice usage. Actually,
2: there are people that won't that won't eat ice at a restaurant because they're afraid of what might be in it. Well, so, sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good.
1: Safety I get water idea, without actually. ice. But anyway.
3: That's right. No so anyway, that's a trick you can try or not if you want. Um, and then there's another one that I like, which is um, I save my um, orange peels and lemon peels and all my citrus peels, and I let them dry out. You know, after you can leave them out for a couple of days or you know whatever, put them somewhere where they have a chance to dry out, and then throw them in your fire with your kindling, oh. and it'll, it'll give you a nice fragrance. Fire.
1: Nice. Can fire, you toss fire. a couple, like, cloves in there, too, just to really get that uh, I'm not clovey citrus smell?
3: I'm
2: not sure <laughs> if cloves don't <laughs> explode. I'm not sure. I know. What? Why would cloves Well, explode? don't you
1: remember putting cloves in an orange at Christmas yeah. time? Yeah. Okay. And just wondering.
3: And then the ham and a few
0: other things. Douglas, yeah. <laughs> really. Don't even go there. All right.
3: Moving right along. So I'm excited about this week. We're, we're going to the second week of Jazz Fest which um, should be a great time. I wish I was in New Orleans. Aww. Say uh, hey out there to all our friends in New Orleans. Hey, hey. Hey. How come I we didn't
2: get, get invited?
0: Hey, hey. New Orleans? Of course,
3: they're not listening to the radio right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're quite busy. They're out having some Well, good time. I have to
0: ask you, how does New Orleans look these days? Last time I was there, it was kind of soggy.
3: I haven't been there very recently, but my very good friend, who usually does all the, shoots all the, um, does all the production for the Jazz Fest. He's not there this year, but he's from New Orleans, Michael Murphy. And uh, he says it's really pulling itself together and, um, you know, it's, it's looking good. Right. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of friends in the film business, of course, that work in New Orleans. And New Orleans. They, um, New Orleans. I love, love that. it there. Well,
2: I've never been there. You'll have to meet me down there sometime.
3: I've been. I'd love to. I would love to. you what never had a beignet. I... <laughs> oh my god!
2: Is that is that a real question?
1: <laughs> He's looking at me like, what? Just, is just that?" Just say yes.
2: Just say yes. What do y'all mean? I mean oh, really.
1: have you had one, Lisa? Yes, I have. Yeah, they're they're incredible pastries. That's Past- when I I crit. need more pastries. <laughs> well, I'm not a donut or pastry person, but these things are just sick. They're so good. But yeah, anyway. well, the
3: first time I went, I was still eating. Gluten and dairy anyway. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> you
1: wouldn't be eating it now, being gluten-free and all. It would kill you. And it's like yeah, it's like it's literally like. <laughs> <it's, it's literally laughs>
3: Don't they, like, they make them GF?
1: Yeah, GF, and and then you know they're no, baked that in wouldn't butter. Be
2: possible. Yeah,
3: and of course, here in Austin, we are celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. Well, happy yeah, Cinco de Mayo, too. everybody.
2: With the rest yeah. of Mexico.
1: Yeah, that's right,
2: the rest of Mexico. The rest of the U.S.,
0: yeah, okay, go ahead.
1: That's funny, funny. All yeah,
3: right. there's celebrations all over town for it here in Austin. Well, I,
1: I loved all your little kitchen tips. You're just like Aunt Sally there, you know, just, Sally. just, it's what
3: it reminds me of. I think, I think it's, um. The recipe
2: that requires more than three ingredients. Oh. Sorry, I love you, Sally.
3: Well, we have fun. And, you know, there's so many things that, I'm, I'm, you know, very, I was shopping today and, um, I was thinking about saving money and eating healthy. And there's so many things you can do in the kitchen that are really easy and tasty, like making your own mayonnaise. Right. Oh, And by the way, Megan, I made that, oh. um, yogurt out of that cashew yep. yogurt. I meant to ask delicious. you about that. Excuse me. Yes, I'm ready cashew to, yogurt. I'm ready to use the starter to make more.
1: Oh, did you, what did you make with it? Anything special? Wait a
3: Actually, um, I was house-sitting, and there wasn't any food in the house, so I was using it as with uh, granola yeah. and having it at, with breakfast um, with my granola.
1: Okay, the boys are making faces. Let me explain what this is for yeah, our listeners and the boys explain. who are, like, staring at me. Cashew yogurt is, well, it's a non-dairy yogurt, and, and, and ca- you can make it with any nut, but you basically have some kind of, you know, oh, what do you call it, probiotic starter, right? Right. And um, I you, I make my own starter with Rejuvelac, but I, I, I'm I'm going to spare the audience the description of all that for now. Um, and anyway, the results? Well, the results are this the, with cashew yogurt in particular, it's smooth and it tastes like like sour cream actually, but it's 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 very digestible. What uh, it does is it, break down, it breaks down breaks down the enzymes, break it down, break it down, sort of pre-digest the nuts so they're more. Um, digestible and oh, it's look you're making faces. I know. I, I, I have to make faces. Like, Come
0: on, on the green dude. I know. All right. I know. We, 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 we expect yeah. me, I mean, where's really? the beer nuts?
1: <laughs> They're making one faces. Of the that,
3: one of the, the things that I did, speaking of making it digestible, from was that I soaked the uh, I soaked the cashews overnight before I I used them in the recipe. All right. And I'm using them on a recipe for um, cash out. Uh, Alfredo sauce,
1: yeah, oh yeah, which
3: has um, is is made with cashews because they get so creamy, yep. and I use a little um, a nutritional yeast as flavor. Yep, and it's great. I'll send you that recipe as well.
1: Oh yeah, well we'll post them on the Green Divas website for all you vegan uh, types.
2: I'm sure it's very good, but it doesn't sound very Italian. Oh,
1: oh, it does. Well, all right, Italian maybe not,
2: but
3: you I'm agreeing? actually. Um, I was, uh, I'm a little late for, for cooking tonight, so I'll have to make it tomorrow, but I am going to make a non gluten, non dairy lasagna, which I've made before, which is absolutely delicious. What do you have, like a gluten free some...
1: pasta that you use?
3: Yes, and it's a really good one. Let me tell you exactly. It's, uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Stinkyata. <laughs> I think, is the, the stinky brand name T I N K Y. A with a exponent and a D A, and, like and cool. it's a brown <laughs> rice pasta and it works really well. And then um, I have a, a, a soy-based, uh, soy-based vegan cheese, mozzarella, which you, is made like- by Follow Your Heart. Now, some of mozzarella uh, for anybody who's trying to use alternative cheeses. Check out, check the labels carefully because some of them, um, there's a rice one that's made that has, um, it has casein in it. Oh, casein yeah. is mm-hmm. a derivative of, of mm-hmm. milk product. And so if you are uh, lactose intolerant or, yeah. or allergic, then uh, you, you're not going to want to use some of them. Well, those. listen, make some, some really can fun. you
1: ship it up somehow? I, I, I got I to at least ship the recipe up.
3: Um, yeah, I will, but I'll come make it for you we'll when I get up. It. Okay. When we'll I get up there.
1: Get here soon. I'm very hungry now.
3: Thank you. <laughs> and, I can't uh, post the lasagna one because I don't use a recipe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. It makes you think, doesn't it? See how hard a time I had telling you about the cashew yogurt, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. All right. Well, I'm going to hang up and play a little music and then BS some more till we get our guest on, but I'm really glad you called. Come home soon.
3: Love you. Love I you. miss you all. I love you all. Don't ever change.
2: I know, aren't we? I like I oh, Scott, liar. come on. You say it too, buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys are great.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, sis.
2: <laughs> love.
0: And we pizza. love you too, Scott. Pizza. pizza. Well, I am sort of family.
1: Pizza, oh, yeah. pizza.
2: Sort of. Well, I'm going <laughs> to desert you guys. I know you're really dessert? disappointed. Dessert? Can you have to dessert? bring
1: up the food thing? I'm starving.
0: Really? Are you starving? There's some jerky around
1: here. He said he's going to desert yeah. us. Oh,
2: Doug's leaving. But um, No, Silent Jesse ate it all.
1: She did. She ate the yeah, whole... You know. Bit. Doug, Doug always brings in a there. bunch of food, and she ate all the jerky. I do
2: have some more chips in a biodegradable
0: bag. Oh, look, bag there's more. There's, there's like three inches plate. left.
1: <laughs> all right. I vote that we're digressing into a mess. Let's play some music, no and we'll come back.
0: Like the music? If you're listening to a podcast, you won't be able to hear it. Sorry. To hear Green Diva tunes, you have to listen every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now more from Green Diva Meg and Green Dude Scott.
1: Welcome back to the Green Divas Radio Hour. You're on with Green Diva Meg. Oh, and Green Dude
0: Scott was being disrupted again. But what? You
1: have to go on that side of And Green Dude Scott's mic is not working, so just trust.
2: Matter, me. Is mine no. working? It <laughs> shouldn't even be working. Actually,
1: this is chaos.
2: <laughs> because I'm not even here anymore. Don't
1: hit mine again. Mine's working. Anyway. Can you hear me now? It's the seed bomb. We went outside and had way too much fun during that musical break. We were doing more seed bombs in the little stuff around here. Um, well, he can move over to Doug's mic. So I just wanted to, you know, do a quick plug for our. little. Is better?
0: Am yes. I on the air now?
1: Yes. Okay. I just want to do a little, like, you know, business here. Let people know that Thanks. they can find us on the web at thegreendivas.com, T-H-E, greendivas.com but we really are loving having some friends on Facebook. And if you just, you know, look up Green Divas Radio Show, oddly enough, there's a lot of other Green Divas popping up, but we're the only Green Divas Radio Show. So, and we love that because we're really interactive, and I, f- I find that, that we get a lot of folks that ask questions, and I, I like to post all kinds of interesting stories. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter, at Meg. Scotty, did you ever set yours up?
0: I'm Twitter I am. Oh you are? Twitter-pated. You're Twitter pated. Yes. Twitter pated.
1: And what's yours? At Green Dude Scott? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he needs friends, I think. <laughs> but I've been playing with Twitter. Oh, I a little have bit friends. More. You do, you have friends. In low places. He is a friend of friends.
0: Where are you laughing so <laughs> I know listen. that song. You
1: know, there's a there's a concert here tonight which is going to be a lot of fun.
0: I know they're standing and at, at the I door. I can't
1: remember who it is and, and I'm sure Jesse has it written down somewhere around her. Is it Mike Esposito tonight? Um, no, it's Saturday. Yeah, that's Saturday.
0: Well, it's not Saturday, but there is
1: some music, so stay tuned because they really have a Maybe. good time mm-hmm. in the studio here. And uh, but they're getting ready to set up, and before they get in here and start disrupting us, I, we have our our interview Sue Reed on the air, and uh, I'm on the phone, so I want to get her on the air. Sue? Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for being patient. She called while we were outside playing with seat bombs.
0: I know, welcome to our vortex. I mean, it's just completely (laughs) out of control here.
1: We are, we're out of control tonight. It sounds like a blast. I think it's spring, you think?
0: Yeah, well, look outside.
1: Look outside. Well, it's a very timely time to be talking about energy-wise landscape design. So I I think it's great that you're calling in tonight. And I've been flipping through the book, and it just makes me want to run outside and start digging and planting and moving things. (laughs) Good.
4: So tell me how you came to this. Well, um, it's a book um, that is addressed to the general public of homeowners and gardeners to try to um, convey that there's a lot of things we can do in our landscapes beyond just shading a house or, or deflecting cold winter winds to, to save energy. You know, we can save energy in our buildings, we can save energy out in our landscapes, unrelated to our buildings. And I, I came to it by... Um, ha- I've been a teacher for a long time, and I was... Instead of teaching design students, I moved on to teaching the general public, and I, I saw there was a big gap in this knowledge. And um, my students were very, very hungry and interested. So I realized that there was um, a niche there, a little, a little potential market for, for this information to reach um, a broader audience. And well,
1: that's, and I am um, I'm, I'm to be... Um admonished because i really didn't give you a good bio here and you are a registered landscape architect yes um and you've really been working you know with energy landscapes and environmentally sound practices for a long time
4: yep about 25 years i've been designing ecologically would you start well? when you were 12 <laughs> no not well, exactly clearly. all right because your picture here i think there's a picture of you in the back you're adorable Oh, that's kind of you. And actually, that's not too old of a picture, but. Um. <laughs> See. <clears throat> well, wait, so actually, wait a minute. Is,
1: Where? Wait, wait. I just. I'm sorry to uh, interrupt, but I just saw that you live in Western Massachusetts.
4: I do. I live in Shelburne Falls. Is that no the Berkshires? Kidding. Yeah, that's my
1: old turf. I lived. do you in mean your old
0: turf. It might be your.
1: Well, I know well, my yeah. future turf again. I've lived in the Berkshires like five times in my life.
4: No kidding. Well, um, when did you live here, or did you live here?
1: I lived there, well, I won't go through the whole litany because it's embarrassing, but the last time I was there, well, one, two times ago I lived in Great Barrington, but right near the Monterey border,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and then the last time I lived there for three years, I lived in Great Barrington on the um, Sheffield border, Egremont border.
4: Well, that is a very cool part of the world. Shelburne Falls is a little bit more rustic than that. It is.
1: There. It is. It's beautiful, yeah. isn't that, by the Cockpot yeah. River and all that fun stuff?
4: Um, that is down closer to you, down in New Marlborough.
1: Okay. Like See, I've got my job. I stink at you. Yeah, obviously. yeah.
4: It's okay. But at any <laughs> rate, I saw
1: Western Mass, and I had to, like, just, I, like, how did, I, how did I miss that? She's like a neighbor.
4: Yes. And it's a great place to live. It's a little hard to make ends meet, but... Um, yeah. You know, there's not a, not a lot of wealth out here in this part of the state, but um, we're making it work. And actually, writing is my third career. I started out as a furniture maker, harpsichord builder, then I was a landscape architect for all these years, and now I'm I'm an author. So no kidding, a harp maker, harpsichord,
1: harpsichord maker. That's yeah. amazing.
4: Mhm. Wow, I am impressed. and it's actually sort of an interesting full circle kind of thing because I started out working with trees that were you know, already dead, right, <laughs> and right. now I'm working with trees that are still alive and doing all I can to promote their health. So uh, it feels like a continuation of my original starting point. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Well,
1: I, I what I like is that, you know, what I'm looking at in your book is all these ways that people can learn and understand about passive solar, passive wind. I love the green roof stuff.
4: Yeah. Well, there's. I, I think it's really important to say the book is... Um, divided into a couple of sections, and, and one of them has to do with reducing utility bills, um, so making houses more comfortable in the summer, and, uh, cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. But that really is only part of the message. So for people who, you know, aren't going to do anything in relation to their house, there's still a lot that we can do just out there. Like a really simple one is figuring out how to mow less lawn. We use a billion gallons of gasoline a year in the country to mow Wow. Lawn. Do you know I never would have thought of that? Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I, I, and there's a, whole, there's a whole new movement of alternative lawn you know, surfaces, not just regular Kentucky bluegrass. Um, lots of people are growing clover. They're growing different fescues. They're growing wildflower meadows. Um, there's a no mo mix of grasses that you can buy. You can have orchards. You can have flower, um, vegetable gardens. So it all kind of ties together with if we just use less gasoline mowing our lawns, that alone can be a huge savings.
1: Well and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: it's kind of obvious, but you know, people don't think about it so much.
1: That's it's one of those obvious things that yeah, I've never ever thought about that. Of course I don't right. mow the lawn, so that's well, not, we, that's not one we, of my chores. Do you we can, don't think, think about, about our how landscape much
0: is spent on cutting lawns.
1: Yeah, that's what she just went through. Gasoline, yeah. Oil yeah. And she just went through that whole mess. thing. We were being a little distracted here. But the other thing is also about uh, you know, using water wisely. And being Mm -hmm. mindful of where the water goes, what's in the water, where it's going, you know, all that stuff.
0: Well, I tell you, with climate change, it's been very interesting. I mean, look look at the droughts we've had in the last 10 years. I mean, we've had serious drought in one area and too much rain in the other. It's just, Uh uh, and landscaping helps keep soil in place.
4: Yeah, and the, the point I make that there's a lot of good reasons to conserve water, you know, all of the obvious ones, but there's one that a lot of people don't think of, which is that it takes energy, electricity in the most part, to get water from where it is to where we want it to be. Pump it, yeah. And so we can, you know, all these little tiny things we can do that contribute to using less energy, which means using less natural resources, which means keeping the planet healthier, in addition to saving money.
1: Well, and I would think some of that, and and I know you talk about it in the book, is choosing the right plants. Right. For the right areas. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's sort of like when you think about Arizona, you know, talk about using water. You know, they're they're planting plants that maybe wouldn't necessarily be happy there oh, unless they were worse. watered. even worse. They're constantly.
0: growing lawns where there would be no lawns, golf courses where there would right. be no grass. Right. I mean, <laughs> I understand there's an industry there that needs to be supported, but the energy it takes to, and the water that is is used there to grow these you know that to maintain these golf courses in the desert so huh. what right.
1: sue's all about i think was partially is that that you know finding out what works and what is lowest maintenance you know right. kind of serves the purpose on the on the landscape well i really
0: did enjoy the sections on you know about you know passive solar and and passive wind i mean I, i've known for a long time that out especially out in the midwest in the old farm country they would plant evergreens at a certain distance from the house to cut down on the wind in the wintertime.
1: And of course deciduous
0: trees would be planted around the home so that in the summertime they would be shaded.
1: smart. Yeah, right. You get the sun in the winter and the shade in the summer.
4: And one of the things my book explains in some detail though is, is if you want to use any kind of PV, photovoltaics on your roof or solar hot water, you have to be careful about where you put those shade trees in the summertime so that they don't diminish your solar gain in the wintertime. Oh. And it's an interesting you know balancing act that has to be carefully considered and it's not so simple as just plunking a big shade tree directly south of your house so well, there's,
1: um, and then and then you're you're like me where I mean well and i and i and I didn't read the directions follow directions well or or pay attention but In that's when I, when I i i carefully placed my raised beds oh, okay and, and and it was spring but the tree had not fully bloomed, right. so oh. it looked like I had. Like, oh, I have great sun here. This oh. is great, and then the tree bloomed a little more. And
0: you had shade. And I in had your like
1: you know two <laughs> hours of sun, and that was it for my. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so y- you well, know. Go ahead. go ahead.
4: Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, uh, first of all, the book explains how to calculate shadow lengths and distances and, hmm. and directions and all that kind of thing. But it, it, what it's really trying to convey is that we need to be thinking about that bigger picture and really considering all the factors when we make all of our choices in our gardens and not just kind of randomly, you know, do this or that, which is, you know, okay, but ultimately it can be frustrating.
1: Well, I'm living proof that you need this book <laughs> because I, I just kind of went willy-nilly out there half half thinking I knew what I was doing. Yeah. half Well, so. you know, and the
4: landscape is a place where a lot of people just play an experiment, and that's fine. Um, and the book can be a big help. I've had a lot of people say, oh, I wish I had this book 20 years ago or, or last year or whatever it is. But, um, you know, whenever you can learn stuff, it's all to the good. I like this.
1: I just flipped to the chapter, Designing the Car Zone.
4: <laughs> that's my specialty. Really? What's, a, what's a car zone? Well, it's the driveway and the whole arrival space where cars turn around and park and, you know, how they get in and out, how you get in and out from your car to your house and all the things that happen in that region which are so important. Basically, everyone has a driveway unless they live in the city.
0: Yeah, what I don't like about you know, uh, any tree that's in my driveway is what drops what on my car. Oh. You can't have an evergreen or a pine tree over your I car. I bet she that's covers bad that. idea. Well, bad idea. I do kind bad. of cover
4: that, yeah, but it's very important in terms of energy to have a shade tree over the largest area of your pavement, especially if it's south of the house, because that pavement will absorb heat and then re-radiate it out in the evening and keep your house hotter longer than it needs to be. So the idea of shading any exposed um, paved areas to the south is part of what I talk about, whether it's a driveway or a patio, whatever it is. That's,
1: That's the problem. other area. I've had, like, the worst driveway karma in the last couple of houses <laughs> I've had, where they They look lovely. The one I had was like a quarter mile long. But once you got down there, if there was more than three cars in the driveway, you were really screwed, and you had to back up a quarter mile to get out.
4: Right. Well, I'll just say um, I used to teach at the Conway School of Landscape Design, which is in Conway in Western Mass. And every year we would have 18 um, real-life residential clients bring their projects to the students to to solve. And um, I was the residential design instructor and at least half the time. If the presenting problem wasn't the driveway, which it was some of the times, a lot of the time the solution involved fixing or moving <laughs> or doing something to the driveway. Yeah. Because the driveway, people's driveways go in without any thought to exactly how they're going to be lived with afterwards. They're usually part of the construction process, and the builder is not thinking about your life later on. No. They're thinking about getting the job done on budget, which is fine. But landscape architects and landscape designers, mostly landscape architects, specialize in that kind of um, help that they can give people. And a lot of people, the public, don't really realize that they should get that kind of help right at the beginning. Because once your driveway goes in and it's wrong, it's very expensive to fix.
1: Yeah. No, I I read in here also that you you talk about slope being an important factor in in a driveway, which I really never would have thought about, Mm -hmm. which is why I need you.
4: (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: but can you change the slope of your driveway? Well,
4: let her talk about
0: it first. Well, tell us. Well,
4: it depends on on the situation. The answer to every question is it depends. But um, you can lay a driveway, orient the driveway in such a way that to minimize the steepness, and then you know, depending on what you have, you may have to regrade a little bit to make it less steep or more steep. Um, it's a, the steepness can be a big issue both in terms of erosion and danger, safety, if you live in a, in a cold climate where it's icy, and you know, what it can yeah. be challenging. Emergency vehicles sometimes can't, you know, get to you if you need them. So some of it has to do with the placement of the house, though. I mean, in, and I know there's a lot of parts of the world, Colorado, Vermont, the mountainous states, where you have to put a house up a steep slope and people just learn to live with it. Yeah. But it, it is not ideal, um, but see how,
1: how, how deep she thinks about this stuff? I obviously well, have you, never used there's a, lot a of landscape
0: architect. In, well, hugely. I mean, think about you take an area 10 square feet and you put rain on it. That's a lot of, that's a lot of water that's being moved.
4: And it causes it is. damage. I, yeah. I wish I could give you right off the top of my head the amount of, of rain that is that accumulates, but I don't have that, that number right uh, there. it's yeah. very significant.
0: And, of course, that, that now that force of water causes erosion. Erosion.
4: Yeah, it can.
0: We're, we're, you know, which continues a, a cycle well, further down the line.
1: I am I am really inspired, and now i got to go make a bunch of money so I can hire Sue mm-hmm. when we go to build our dream cool eco-house. I'm definitely, definitely. going to have Sue.
0: Are you going to have a green roof?
1: <laughs> design. Yeah, I want a green roof. I actually okay. really love those those homes that are kind of built into the side of hills. Earth
4: yeah. sheltered, yeah. Earth sheltered, thank you. I couldn't think of the they word. They can be cool. Really oh, cool. they're beautiful, and they can be very, cool, very, literally, yeah. Yeah, very cool in every way.
1: Well, I'm so glad you called, and I, I I really want to encourage people to look for Sue's book, Energy Wise Landscape Design. I did post it on our Facebook page. Do you have a website?
4: Yeah, I was just going to say, can I put in a plug for my website? Yeah, absolutely. dot com. And so. um, also, just to, you know, one final note: this is you know a slight shift in our thinking. It's not a dramatic reversal or sacrifice of things we're used to doing, and it works for, you know, whether you're starting from scratch or you are already you're have your landscape already built. Um, there's lots of things we can do, thousands of things we can do.
1: Yeah, well, that's encouraging, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I think it's a great message, and the timing is perfect.
1: This is a great book, folks. you got to find it.
4: Thanks so much for calling, Sue. Thanks for bye having well. me. It's been a pleasure. Bye oh, bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
0: You know, I, I mean, I would. What I would like to see in the future, especially when they come to planning these developments, where there's, where they're putting up, you know, forty houses that are six yeah. inches apart, really requiring, you know, a lot more green uses uses of sustainability. Well, there I mean, are a lot more eco
1: villages and sh- co housing places yeah. well, sprouting about,
0: up. How about requiring it.
1: I think we should, but we're far, far away from.
0: Yeah, too many people involved.
1: Well, yeah, it's that whole thing. It's a political issue. But I do think it's something to aspire to. And actually, we're going to be interviewing, hopefully pretty soon, a woman who is um, doing an eco-community up in Ithaca, New York, which oh, yeah. actually I want to go see because I've always wanted to, to, to live like that. We should that. do a remote show. Remote show. There you go. Anyway, so that was fun. So check out Sue Reed, her book, Energy-Wise Landscape Design. Uh yeah. Energy wise landscape design. So what do we have coming up next week just to give people a Oh, next week. Remember The Dark Ranger? You my Sorry, sec- Starry, story night? My second favorite show ever. I'm sorry, Kevin. Remember I called him Ken the whole time too? What a jerk I am. Did you? I don't I don't, did. I don't, I don't the whole show. Him. I kept calling him Ken and he never corrected me. <laughs> and that just end, a gentleman Oh, me. he was a nice guy. But uh, I really like what he's about and he's all about Illuminating us, haha, about um, uh, light, light pollution. pollution. That's right. That's and he, huge. he is a park ranger out in Bryce Canyon National Park, but he's he's also known as the Dark Ranger. And he's, he's really done a lot of research, and he goes around and talks about it, and um, he's talked to us about it. We learned about him on, on that, that series called What You Can Do. Remember?
0: Yes. And I tell you what, what, that's another great show to have because everybody should be logging on to that and, and looking at what you can do is up to. Yeah. They're she, on Facebook. Mm hmm. And it's what they're talking about is what you can do in a minute, often. Yeah. What you can do in a minute to make your life and everybody else's more comfortable. And we've had her
1: on the show a couple of times. We have to right. have her again. But she introduced us to the concept of this Dark Ranger and light pollution, which, again, I hadn't really thought much about it. But the stars and you know, have disappeared from my my community. You know, when I was a kid, I saw more stars than I do now because everybody has major outdoor lighting and you don't think about how it affects the wildlife and, um, you know, it has a serious effect on, on wildlife. Really hadn't thought about that. But there's, you know. Anyway, in fact, I, I had created a vignette. You a vignette? I did. I created it. I a put vip. that on my salad vignette. What? <laughs> All about light pollution. Which, oh, yeah? Which we'll play on the show one of these days. Okay. So anyway, that's it. We've burned up a whole nother hour. There's a great concert coming in tonight. Um, Beth, who's playing tonight? Boris Garcia. It is Boris, Boris Garcia. Garcia. Oh, how exciting. Good to so people, stay tuned. In an hour, there's going to be some live rock and fun going on in the studio. And in the meantime... Uh, find your Green Divas uh, on Facebook and thegreendivas.com and have a great Is Mother's Day this weekend? Oh yeah there's that Good for all you mommies Yes have a nice day. Bye bye
0: You've been listening to the Green Divas Radio Hour Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Follow them on Facebook and Twitter and don't forget to visit thegreendivas.com